BetMGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40 and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Oh, there's certain nights where you just pray for breaking news, and when it comes out right before a show kicks off, Ryan, there is nothing better. We got Luca walking into the arena right now. You know I'm excited about that. We got breaking coaching news in the NBA, and of course, we got a few NBA bets to go along with this. Ryan Horvath and Nick Ashew in here tonight. Let's go, buddy. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We are on Twitch and YouTube, right? We're, we're yeah. Okay. So verdict is yes. We're good today. So much better start. This is a good thing. Do you have uh, do you have a fork to get your uh, dinner with? No, get I didn't actually. With? Tonight you I decided to bring a had a leftover Wagyu burger that I made. My wife and I made Looks some burgers. Delicious. Uh, it's fantastic because I realized I will never have forks in this building again. As you saw yesterday, you left. Uh, I had chopsticks in my salad because we don't have forks in this building. Uh, it's fantastic. I work in a college dorm, so there you go. Yeah, I saw this guy using chopsticks yesterday. Got a kick out of it. Scott's using was... a spoon for his pasta. Yeah, um, and that that's going to bring in my own stuff. Thank God it's macaroni, were... gentlemen. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, so we got, of course, big, big, big news to hit in the NFL. Joe Barry is officially gone as the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. He could take that soft zone coverage and... Yeah. Anyway, but obviously we got bigger news to get to. But I got a couple college basketball. Yeah, bets. get them out real let's quick. Let's just throw these out there because these games are already about to start. And uh, yeah. All right. So we got Mercer taking on the Citadel. We're gonna go over one thirty-four and a half. Uh, we're gonna take. Uh, we'll go Murray State tonight. Eight and a half point dogs. Taking on Bradley plus eight and a half. So we like that one. Uh, St. Louis on the money line minus one thirty. And then the game that I really like tonight. I'm gonna go with uh, Alabama on the money line against Auburn. Alabama. Uh, really good offensively. They obviously struggle defensively. Auburn's the better defensive team, but Alabama's at home tonight, and uh, I think that they're going to be able to hit some threes in this matchup, and uh, they'll be able to hold their own on the glass. I like Rice, plus 12 against Florida Atlantic. And then uh, the stinky line of the night, I like Northwestern, actually, plus 3.5. That's down to 3. They're at home tonight, taking on Illinois. Uh, we've already seen this matchup once, and Illinois won that game by 30 points. And tonight, the spread's only three. So I think, actually, Northwestern's going to win this game outright in a uh, sleepy spot. So Northwestern plus three, Alabama on the money line, my big ones. Let's talk NFL. All right, well, I'll throw out a couple of quick NBA props, only because this is, you know my rule, whenever there's at least a decent center playing the Wizards, you always take the over on rebounds and sometimes points. I went just rebounds this time, over on rebounds for Rudy Gobert, also over on points for Jaden McDaniels. The Wizards give up. Over 24 points a game to opposing small forwards. He put up 23 against the Pistons uh, the last time he played a team that was, well, really bad defensively. And the Wizards are just not good. So those are two guys you can capitalize right there. I also went over on uh, points and rebounds for Jalen Duren because he's been actually having a fantastic year this year. Very quietly because the Pistons are absolutely terrible. There they are. We threw them out. Oh, uh, one more. One more yeah, really oh, quick. Right, one right. more. Uh, I do have one in the NBA. Brandon Miller, our guy. We talked yeah. about him the other night. I'm going to go over 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, that game is about to start right now. Uh, they just traded Terry Rozier. And he's went over this number in his last three games. I think he's going to get more minutes, more volume without Rozier, who was averaging over 20 points per game. So Brandon Miller over 23.5 points, rebounds, and assists. I think he could clear this in uh, points alone in a high-scoring game. All right, now let's talk some NFL. I like that. Yeah? Yeah. You should 
<laughs> you should play it. What? What did I do? All right, the breaking news. You Drum roll, please. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the big shoes has finally dropped in the NFL. Joe We've Barry. been waiting. Joe Barry is not the big shoe, Ryan. I'm very sorry. Yeah. No, it's not Bill Belichick. But ladies and gentlemen, breaking just a few minutes ago, Jim Harbaugh is the new head coach of the L.A. Chargers. This is a perfect spot for him. He is so good with quarterbacks. You knew that right away with those multiple interviews there, there was no better spot for him to go, Ryan. Justin Herbert is going to capitalize on this. We've seen what Harbaugh has done with everybody else. And there are very, very few coaches that have ever been able to have the success, college, NFL, back again to college on top of that and successful, and now back to the NFL again. This guy wins everywhere he goes. The Chargers may finally, for you, finally be a team that's worth betting winning the division yeah. over on their win total or whatever else it is because they've let you down year after year after year, but now they got themselves a real head coach. I'm excited. I, I'm really excited. I think, like, you know, this is a perfect spot, obviously, for Jim Harbaugh. He's really good with quarterbacks. Look what he did. The year that he spent with Alex Smith, then they made the transition to Colin mm -hmm. Kaepernick, was really good with Kaepernick. Uh, goes to Michigan, convinced us all that J.J. McCarthy could potentially possibly be a top-five pick. Uh, then we saw him throw the football in the national championship game. And we're like, ah, no, Harbaugh was just a good hype man there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think this is a good spot for him uh, because if, if you're hiring Jim Harbaugh, you're not looking to rebuild. Now, you're still in a really tough division, obviously, the AFC West. Um you're still in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, so you're going to see them twice a year. But this is a team with a, still a ton of talent. Now, they're in cap hell. They're $44 million over the cap. Uh, and if you look at it, man, I like Mike Williams, but he can't stay on the field. Yep. Keenan Allen was awesome this year. He actually stayed healthy for the majority of the season. But I think you're going to have to cut one of those guys, most likely Mike Williams. Uh, who knows? With Harbaugh taking over, maybe they could get something out of Quentin Johnston because he looked like a complete bust his rookie year, the rookie wide receiver out of TCU. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they spent so much money, but J.C. Jackson's gone already. Uh, Derwin James I like. Joey Bosa struggles to stay on the field, and Cleo Mack's going to be another year older. So that's the only thing, man. They're over the cap, $44 million. They do have the fifth pick in the draft. Yep. They have some needs, but um, they have Justin Herbert. So they got that going for him, and now they got a real head coach. You know who would be great? For the Chargers, Malik Neighbors. Oh, yeah, I would love that. They, I've, I've got a mock here that has him going fifth. Roma Dunze would be another one that could be on the board. Obviously saw him in the national championship game. So there's they, they are in a spot where, yes, they're going to have to get younger at wide receiver and find guys that you hope are going to stay healthy for a change. There will, be some, there will be some roster tinkering with whatever they can do, right? Guys restructuring their contracts, guys getting released, maybe some trades, trying to get more assets if they can in the draft, whatever the case is. Harbaugh's going in there and not looking at this roster and saying, I'm going to gut it completely because this is still a team that's underachieving. But he's also not looking at this and saying, I don't need to change a thing. There will be some additions to this. There will be some subtractions. But Jim Harbaugh knows what the hell he's doing. The Chargers made an ab... This is finally, finally the right decision made by the Chargers. And, and all the five Chargers fans that are out there in Los Angeles right now should be ecstatic that this was the case. Yeah, a lot of people should be happy. Even if you're a Michigan fan, you should be happy for Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I think the program's going to be in good hands. Um, they're just going to promote from within. And, I mean, you have your national championship now. Yep. You know, you've beat Ohio State the last couple of years. If you're an Ohio State fan, if you're Ryan Day, you have to be. I mean, <laughs> look, at, look at what they're bringing. Harbaugh. Uh, I mean, the Big Ten's going to get a lot tougher, obviously. You have Oregon coming over there. You have USC coming over there. But, um, yeah, 
I just what a legend, man! Because Jim Harbaugh, everywhere that he's went, he's won. He won at San Diego. He won at Stanford. Right, he won in San Francisco, and then he goes to Michigan, goes back home to Michigan, wins a national championship. He's a legend there forever, and now he goes back to the NFL. And we talked about this like all year long, even going into the season. Not only because of what went down at Michigan, where he was suspended a couple games for buying mm-hmm. a couple cheeseburgers for some recruits. How dare you! And then the weird uh, Spygate thing went down. So you, I, I figured he was gone, man. But also like. There was a part of me that's like, you know what, maybe he goes back to Michigan and maybe he gets the deal that Bill Self got at Kansas where it's like, we won't fire you. You're going to make a ton of money and you have a lifelong contract. The only way we fire you is if you walk out to the 50-yard line and stab somebody to death and commit murder. Because that's that's like Bill Self's deal, man. Like, he could get in any type of trouble. He just, like, can't kill somebody. Yeah. And he keeps that job in well, Kansas for everything fair. that he's done there. Yeah. And that could have been Jim Harbaugh. But I think what eats at him, and I don't know this, but... He's played in a Super Bowl. He played against mm-hmm. his brother. He lost in that Super Bowl. He's now accomplished everything pretty much as a head coach, except for winning a Super Bowl. He's got the national championship, and uh, they're competitive in that family, man. Even I love, like I love the dad, and uh, you know, at the dinner table, Thanksgiving, Christmas, John has the edge. He might have another one even in a couple weeks here. So now Jim returns. He's got his quarterback. It's crazy because the other thing that I kept thinking is if Jim goes back, the Chargers seem like a perfect fit, but does Jim want to be in the AFC with John? You know, does he want to be, like, does he want to, um, let's say, like, they meet in the AFC championship game or in the conference championship game. Does he want to be the reason that his brother doesn't make a Super Bowl? Because they talked about that. Mm -hmm. Like, they were fine meeting in the Super Bowl because they both reached the Super Bowl, but he never wanted to be the reason that his brother wouldn't reach the Super Bowl. And that's why he was hesitant. Uh, and joining an AFC team, and now, like they're playing next year, man. I love this. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun, especially as a guy that's bet Chargers futures the last three years. See, I was ahead of, <laughs> I was ahead of everybody, like I always have. There you are. You know? Well, except with is, the Angels, that's not happening. Yeah, Angels division winners that are not coming home. A, yeah. Luckily, yeah. though, like all of that was paid off because Otani won me two MVPs. That's true. You know what I mean? So you at least had that. That was more just a play on Otani and Trout, and I thought maybe, like, once Anthony Rendon would stay healthy. That never happened. But, yeah. It's going to be interesting, though, man, because, like, talent, uh, a lot of talent, but also $40 million over the cap and some tough decisions to make. And they're going to have to find a way to fix that defense. That's the thing. Who's going to be the defensive coordinator? I'm guessing this means Kellen Moore is probably out as O.C., Harbaugh's probably bringing his own guys to run probably. his Probably. That, that would be the guess is he's going to have his own staff, so that means you're going to have another assistant out there on the market. Probably not going to be a head coach, but maybe an offensive coordinator again for another year in Kellen Moore. You mentioned the Harbaugh. You're going to have that next year. The Ravens are going to be at SoFi Stadium playing the Chargers next year. Yeah. So during the regular season, we will see John and Jim Harbaugh coaching against each other. It's crazy to think, too. So two years ago... Remember, it got kind of serious with Jim Harbaugh and the Vikings. Remember that? that, that they, like, they got into serious talks. Last year, the Broncos were talking to him for a while, and now yeah. the Chargers finally get the guy that NFL teams have, have wanted for years. But, you know, he's used this to get raises at Michigan, and it's worked. You knew that you knew eventually the NFL was coming back. Like people would joke about Nick Saban going back and saying, "Well, you know, yeah, he never, you know, he didn't succeed with Miami." I still convinced that if he had stayed with the Dolphins, I think they were the eight and eight his first year there, that they would have been a playoff team. They probably would have been a good team. I think Nick Saban could have coached and been successful in the NFL. Now, would he have won a Super Bowl? Uh, that, there's a lot there. You know, is the way that he coaches is that going to work with NFL players? Fine, but if you look at where Harbaugh is, you've already seen. 
that he can win at the NFL level and that he can win at the college level. So it was just for every team to sit there and look at a guy that you know could take kind of what he learned from both sides, right, from college football, from the NFL, yeah. and to put that together in something when you're an NFL head coach. It's a rare quality to have and be successful there. So this is a, this is one of the coaches that pretty much everybody that was looking for a head coach certainly wanted. The Chargers are an absolutely perfect fit. And, yeah, there would be nothing better than the Ravens and the Chargers next year meeting in the AFC title game. And one Harbaugh is going to have to eliminate the other Harbaugh. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with Saban. If Saban gets um, Drew Brees and not broken down Dante Culpepper, that's he another good point. Probably yes. Probably wins. You know what I mean? And Saban's different from every other coach. He had his hands all over everything. You know what I mean? Like at Alabama, you run the Saban offense. It doesn't matter who the coordinator it is, it doesn't matter who takes the job, who's in the rehab program, whether it's Lane, whether it's Bill O'Brien, Sark, whoever messes up and has to take that job, and then he has his hands all over the defense. But what I like about Harbaugh and why you can't say, like, the game passed him by, because when he went to Michigan, you know, like, there was a couple of years there where it was bad. I, the COVID year, they refused to play Ohio State. They yep. dropped out of the game. And, I mean, you had Josh Gaddis running the offense, and they were running some really weird goal line stuff. And what he did was he adapted, though. He brought in Sharon Moore, who's most likely going to become the head coach yeah. in Michigan. Especially, I mean, he coached them in the two biggest games against Penn State mm -hmm. and Ohio State. And that team loves him, man. But now was the right time for him to go, though, too. Because he won the championship with that team. Blake Corum's gone. Everybody's gone. JJ's gone. Everybody's gone except for pretty much Donovan Edwards. And, uh... Yeah, and then, like, but but that's the thing. Like, he surrounds himself with the right people. Jesse Minner, the defensive coordinator. I would assume that's who's going with him to run the defense with the Chargers. So I'd be excited if I was a Chargers fan, even if I'm in cap hell, because you could get that thing turned around really quickly. And, man, they're going to be contenders probably this year. Jim Harbaugh was 44-19-1 as the head coach of the 49ers, three NFC championship games, and went to a Super Bowl. That's a pretty damn good resume for someone that also just won a national championship in college. Yeah. Yeah. Where he also, I mean, his record in college is 144 and 42. And look at the quarterbacks that he's worked with. You yeah. know what I mean? And that, and that listen, that, that matters. And this is, you know, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday when you were doing You Better You Bet, when Denton and I had kind of got on just the coaching situation, which I think you and I both agree it's just fascinating because it can really change the trajectory of all kinds of organizations, right? I mean, I know we don't have win totals out for next year, obviously, yet, but you got to sort of look at where the Chargers are going to be now with the hype that's going to be around them, even before the draft and free agency, just because of Harbaugh. Yeah. If Bill Belichick goes to the Falcons, you know everybody's going to be looking at the Falcons as a team that could get out of the NFC. I don't care that he's 71. I know how the public will be. I know how a lot of people will feel. They're going to have to get a quarterback, but that's a whole other conversation. But you as an organization have to look at the type of coach that you're hiring and are they on the same timeline as you, right? Jim Harbaugh wants to win now in the NFL. He didn't come for a rebuild. Bill Belichick isn't going to the Falcons or anybody else because he wants to rebuild. Right. He wants to add to a team that you think is underachieving. So some of these other names, like a Ben Johnson, makes sense in a Washington. Mike Vrabel's interesting, though, because Vrabel's kind of bouncing around talking to a bunch of different teams, Yeah. and he's apparently going to interview with the Panthers. I don't think he's going to go there. I don't think it makes any sense for him, but maybe that kind of breaks the mold because he obviously wants to go win now, too. But you're going to start to see coaching vacancies happen. And then if there's somebody like Vrabel still sitting out there, it's musical chairs and you're left without a chair and you're going home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and with Vrabel, see, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I don't know that uh, I would like him in Carolina. I think that's got to be a job for oh, maybe like a Bobby Slowick, yeah, somebody that could fix or figure out what to do with Bryce. I, I don't know if anybody would want that job. That's the worst part. Yeah. Brad Evans gonna join us next. Bet MGM tonight.
We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Well, two out of three, Nick and Ryan again tonight. We had some hockey on it here tonight, too, for Scott. You ready? Big, yeah, a little Penguins game? How dare you? We don't watch the Pens. Oh, the Bruins. Yes, Never mind. The Bruins. Thought it was the Pens. I just looked up a second ago it's and it popped Linus up there. Linus and the J-Man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Linus big Mark. Big game tonight. Big game. The Caps are playing tonight, though. Yeah, they are. 938, they're At playing Rado. the Avalanche. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Second Plus of back-to-backs. Colorado has been off since Saturday when they were in a wild one at Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Alexander Georgiev was dominant until he wasn't. And I think the final was like 7-4. The, uh, the, Avs, had, the Avs had held uh, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia like off the board. Whatever. Yeah. There's more you know what, Scott? Nobody cares about hockey. Brent, you Stop brought it, it up. It's, it's, All I did was mention it's a, there's a hockey game on TV. Dude, it's Brad's That never turn. happens in the studio. It is. And Brad Evans joining us at a perfect time to co-host live on the line. Uh, you know, we listen, normally you join us and we're sitting there talking about Monday night football and we're looking at props and we're looking at it, it, whatever is involved with that game tonight or the week ahead. But right now, we had breaking news just before this show, which of course you know about. Of course, Brad, you've seen. And you know this. There's nothing better than breaking news right before a show because everybody's got to just throw their stuff up in the air and react to what happens. Your reaction, Jim Harbaugh, the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Apparently way too predictable, guys. Uh, I figured he would land in LAC uh, with that gig in short order. I mean, he had so many flirtations with various NFL teams, uh, but obviously a guy that has, uh, you know, West Coast roots uh, that stem back uh, to his days as a Niners head coach. Uh, I think he also understands that there's some key pieces already on this roster. Uh, obviously, you have a franchise quarterback there and Justin Herbert. Uh, we'll see what they do with the cap space uh, because right now the fourth worst team uh, in terms of cap space, they have have zero uh, in the NFL and a bit of a deficit, so they're going to have to restructure some salaries or just flat out cut some guys, uh, naming them you know, Austin Eckler and also Keenan Allen. Uh, namely, those guys in particular are going to have to take some discounts if they want to stay there in the City of Angels, uh, but I like Bosa on the defensive side. Uh, some uh, warts, uh, there's no question about it. Some eyesores will have to be addressed via free agency, the NFL draft, but if everything falls into place, given the historical track record of success that he has had, uh, the LA Chargers uh, could do it about face, similar to what the Houston Texans did this year, mm-hmm. but next season. So don't count him out. This could turn around very rapidly. Yeah, there's going to be some good storylines. He'll go against his brother who's coaching this weekend. The Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total's 44-and-a-half. Any uh, props or anything that you like on the side in total in the AFC Championship game coming up on Sunday, Brett? Yeah, guys. Uh, you know, I, 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 I invested in a ticket months ago uh, in the matchup of the Super Bowl being uh, Baltimore and San Francisco, and I'm not going to waver on that at all. So I'm going to double down on that wager, and I'm going to lay the chalk there with the Ravens, the minus three and a half. Kind of leaning to the under overall in the game. I think it's going to be lower scoring than some people suspect, but a player props market, a couple of uh, notable props that really stand out to me, uh, namely uh, Lamar Jackson, most rush yards in the game, which you get right now at plus 120. I also like the over on standard rush yards at 64 and a half. And five postseason appearances for Action Jackson. He has been scurrying about 13 attempts per game on the ground and a 93.4 rush yards per game average. Uh, could be another century mark for him similar last week. And you look at the Chiefs and the regular season, they allowed the second most quarterback rush attempts of any team in the league. Now, they only gave up right around 20 rush yards per game 
on those attempts, uh, but they're a team that's been rather middling in terms of rush EPA defense since week 12, uh, number 17 to be precise in that category. So I think Lamar Jackson, the true MVP, is going to get it done on the ground. I also like him to be the Super Bowl MVP. Might as well lock and load that right now while the value still stands. A plus 230 at BetMGM before this game because if Baltimore lives up to my very high expectations, that number could be cut in half uh, come the time, uh, you know, the Super Bowl rolls around there in Sin City. Uh, one other prop I do like in this game, I like the over on Justin Hill receptions. And I would play that up and maybe in the alt market to like uh, four or so, so over on a three and a half number at plus juice. He is running a ton of routes. Uh, he had 17 routes run to be precise uh, last week, and he's gone for 12 more routes in a game in five straight. Kansas City in the regular season and postseason combined allowed four and a half receptions per game to the running back position. In total, this NFL postseason, they've already allowed 10 RB catches. So Justin Hill, uh, Justice Hill, who has seen a, a nice uh, ramp up in terms of his role as a pass catcher, could be a busy man in this game, no matter how the script really plays out. I love the fact we got props out so early this week. This is one of the best things. You start betting them at like yep. on a Monday as opposed to a Thursday. It's so much better. Lamar, I was on almost right away, but I, I'm a little bit cautious in the NFC title game with Christian McCaffrey. And I, I, I Christian McCaffrey rushing plus receiving yards or individually each one or have just been, we know, like all year, 90% of the time, whatever it is, it's, they can't put that number high enough for me to say no. The problem is now, the numbers have gotten, I think it's 88 and a half. It was 90 and a half last week for rushing yards, 131 yeah. and a half for uh, pass, rushing plus receiving. But we know how good this Lions defense is against the run. Is this a situation where we still just say, it's Christian McCaffrey, F it, I'm betting it. Or is this maybe a, because I'll never fade him, maybe a stay away this week against the Lions with him? Uh, no, I actually hit the under guys uh, on the rush yard okay. stuff specifically, and I grabbed it at 89 and a half at BetMGM when it opened. I thought it was a little bit too high. He is going to, you know, flirt with that number. Uh, I'm going to have to really pucker up and sweat this sucker out here in the waiting moments of that game <laughs> because he's likely going to get uh, at least 18 to 20 carries in the contest. But you mentioned it. Uh, the Lions have really bared their teeth and have roared very loudly defending the run. Since week 12, they are number three in the NFL in rush EPA defense. So really just bottle up everybody. So as uh, slithery as a CMC football factory is, and he is indeed going to make me sweat, baby, uh, I still believe the under is going to hit on that 89.5. I got him right around uh, 84, 85 there in the end. We may see a little bit of Elijah Mitchell as well late in this game, and things go really out of control for Detroit. I think that is very much on the table. See, Ryan, this is how I know Brad likes pain is he's willing to suffer through this knowing it's probably going to be a sweat and he's fading a star. Right. I'm just not brave enough to fade stars like that, so I applaud you, sir, for being much braver than me. So, what do you think about, you. Uh, what do you think about the McCaffrey receiving yards, though, or anybody if Debo's out or even if Debo tries to play in this game, he's 50% with the shoulder injury. I was just looking at his numbers when Debo didn't play, and he went over his receiving yards in both games. What kind of looks would you like uh, you know, with the receptions or the receiving yards for the Niners with him dealing with that injury? 
Well, obviously, if he's uh, exit stage left and it's in street clothes in this game, Juwan Jennings is somebody I'll be heavily invested in because yeah. Detroit ain't grounding anybody vertically right now, uh, whether out of the slot or inside, uh, you know, on the outside as well. It doesn't really matter to me. But I think the guy that is the supreme guy on the board, and we're seeing his receiving uh, yards total skyrocket as a result, is Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, known as the Yak King at Arizona State. And I think he's going to live up to that nickname. Uh, the number now at 80 and a half and it opened at 73 and a half at BetMGM, yeah. and that's when I grabbed it earlier on the week, and I would still be an investor, honestly, on the over 80 and a half. I am an investor as well to have the most receiving yards in the game for Brandon Ayuk at plus 170. On paper, got to see a lot of Kendall Vildor in coverage, who has been just a giver, guys. 140.5 passer rating, 60.7 catch percentage allowed this season. He has been torched like a creme brulee for much of the year, really much like the entire secondary Detroit, uh, number 28 in pass EPA defense since week 12. Ayuk in the regular season was number two in yards per catch. He was number three in yards per route run. Try to say that a dozen times fast. And he was uh, <laughs> number 18 in yards after the catch as well. So a guy that breaks a lot of tackles. He's got the shimmy, the shake, and the explosivity uh, to make me look like a very wise man, which is really hard to do. Uh, but I do like the overall receiving yards and for him to set the pace in that category amongst both teams in this contest. Routes run, routes run. I don't know if I could probably do it that many times. One or two is probably all I got for you. <laughs> Brad Evans talking to BetMGM tonight. Uh, so Travis Kelsey, we know. I mean, look, an all-time great and obviously one of the great tight ends in the playoffs as well. Even with the numbers being down a little bit this year, five for 75 last week against Buffalo, seven for 71 against Miami. I'm looking at his receiving yards, 61 and a half receptions, five and a half. Uh, is, is this another week where you look at Kelsey and say, you go over, it's Kelsey, it's Mahomes, they're going to have to target him as much as possible, given the inconsistencies of a majority besides Rasheed Rice when it comes to those receivers? Honestly, I press the pause button uh, on those two mm -hmm. numbers. I think he's got to be toeing the line of both of them. You know, very easily could have five catches, uh, very easily could have six late, uh, depending upon how the game script unfolds. I think the yardage is about right there in the market, so maybe SGP that action at BetMGM. Uh, one of the rare books so we could uh, parlay with the same guy, receptions and receiving yards. Get yourself a better number, add a third leg. Um, you know, maybe it's Kansas City on an all spread, something like that. Reduce the juice so you can get <laughs> seduced by that juice. That's the way that I play it there with Travis Kelsey. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I think the guy could be busiest in this wide receiver core uh, or just receiving core in general for Kansas City is going to be Rishi Rice. Uh, he's a guy that I would have, uh, you know, investigated in, in betting on the over and receptions. I also like Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, to get it done, not only on the ground, because they look at Baltimore since week 12, guys. Uh, they're outside the top 20 in rush EPA defense. So I uh, think he is going to be a key in this game for Kansas City to have a fighting chance uh, to spring the upset there uh, on the right coast. But I think Pacheco could be busy as well as a pass catcher. So I like the over. I believe the number is at two and a half receptions for him. I take the over in yardage because it, the game script does go negative. Uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think the pass catcher and given his violent downhill running ability of Isaiah Pacheco is going to be front and center as Kansas City attempts to crawl back into this game. Uh, Brad, I see the sweatshirt. I see the hoodie, so I got to ask <laughs> you. Illinois, only <laughs> three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road tonight at Northwestern. They already met once this year. I think Illinois won that game by 30-plus points. Seems like a trap line. 
Uh, what do you like tonight, if anything, in that game? What do you think goes down? Uh, look, I like the I L L guys uh, try to speak as objectively as I possibly can. Why? Because Taron Shannon's back in uniform, and Taron Shannon's got a game under his belt, and he is uh, just a runaway freight train downhill and attacking the basket. Northwestern doesn't have the athleticism. They don't have the size, uh, and the guards don't really compete with him. He's going to be a difference maker in this game. I think a guy who was a uh, you know midseason candidate to be an All American uh, could have uh, one of his better contests of uh, you know of the entire year. This could be a 25, 30 point effort from him. Uh, Coleman Hawkins has really elevated his game, getting it done on both ends of the floor in dynamic fashion. He's making himself a lot of money. Uh, he's a matchup problem because he beats you inside, outside. He blocks shots. He's uh, he had a six steal game recently. I mean, he's just been off the hook of late. Uh, and Illinois just goes deep. Quincy Guerriere, a guy gets double doubles. Uh, seemingly every time he takes the floor, uh, they got uh, you know some bench assets that really come in and uh, hurt you. Uh, and Illinois is uh, number six in the country in EFG defense. So, you know, on paper and with the eye test, they are the supreme team. And knowing, too, that this game being in play to Welsh Ryan and Evanston is probably going to be 50-50 Northwestern to Illinois fans. So I think the uh, Illinois fighting Illini in the orange and blue reign supreme and make us look good. Brad, I'm going to stay right in the same state, but I'm going to go back up to the NFL and your Chicago Bears. Uh, number one pick. Yeah. Still think that Justin, do you think Justin Fields is gone? Does he stay? I know we touch on this a lot with you, but I feel like everything moves every week. There's new reports. There's new rumors. People are feeling different about it. Are they drafting a quarterback? Or are they keeping Fields? Well, look, uh, if I'm polls, uh, I ain't dealing them. And, you know, I, nobody really knows uh, what cards are in his hand right now. And he's playing this wisely and smartly. I think he's playing this both sides to build up uh, market value, right? Uh, whether with the number one overall pick and trading that likely to Washington uh, or dealing fields himself. Uh, you know, what's that going to command the open market? It's going to be a first rounder. It's going to be a second rounder. It's going to be a multiple early round picks. We shall see. Uh, but again, give it a learning curve of any young quarterback, and they all can't be C.J. Stroud. I think you stick with Justin Fields, uh, make investments on the offensive line, the back end defensively, because your defensive line is going to be one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL entering next season. Uh, the Bears have the goods. Uh, they're on the right track right now. Uh, but for them not to derail, I think they cannot deal Justin Fields. Please, Ryan Poles, think logically. Keep the man. Oh, listen, that decision would be music to my ears because I would love to see hometown hero Caleb Williams and my commanders yep. uh, next year. So that's what we're hoping for, Ryan. I do like Drake May. I know you love Drake May more. I get it. I it's going to be it. Jaden Daniels. You know what? <laughs> oh, no. Too, too many too many RG3 flashbacks there. Skinny guy that can run. I, I think they'd probably go a different direction. Brad Evans, live on the line. Great to talk to you, buddy. Thanks, Brad. Muchas gracias, amigos. Bonus time. Wazoo tonight. I'm laying the one and a half. Peace. Boom. Lock it in. Uh, yeah. Like yeah if J I have heard people. Uh, Mel Kuyper already said Jaden Daniels. to like He mocked uh, Jaden Daniels to Washington. I think if anybody is going to know. fall, if anybody is going to drop in this draft, I think it will be Drake May. And yeah. I probably I would consider taking him number one. Caleb is the safe pick because he's got the highest ceiling. Mm -hmm. I think the Bears take Caleb Williams. So do I. And they deal I, Justin Fields. I, I, I do, too. But no. I don't think it's going to be Justin Fields to Atlanta like we all expect. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be the starting quarterback for Atlanta. And that, I think Bill Belichick's going to be the head coach for Atlanta. And then we'll see what happens. He'd be, a perfect, he'd be a perfect fit for them, for Bill Belichick. 
he'd be the ultimate professional. Not not that Justin Fields wouldn't, but right. like there's you get more of a veteran. You got a proven quarterback there, and if Belichick's there, yeah, he's going to want a quarterback that's already got a a deeper, more successful NFL resume. People make fun of Kirk Cousins, but look at the Vikings offense without him. A lot different. Yeah. It's Ben MGM the night. Now, back to Bet MGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Again, the breaking news Jim Harbaugh accepting the job to be the Chargers' new head coach. Uh, Sharon Moore look like he looks like he's going to be the favorite to get the head coaching job at Michigan, Ryan, which totally makes sense. They, got, they love him there. He was the head coach when uh, Harbaugh was suspended. I, none of this should be a surprise. Anybody that thought Harbaugh was going to be in a spot where he was going to go back to Michigan after winning a national title, losing some key players, you know, and on top of that, having the NCAA breathing down his neck again, wasn't looking at the big picture. This all makes perfect sense. And if you promote from within, if you're Michigan, you put yourself in a position where you're less likely to be decimated by the transfer portal like yeah. Alabama was. Alabama lost a lot of talent and recruits when uh, Nick Saban been retired. Yeah, yeah. And guys in that locker room really like Sharon Moore, you know? And he lost a lot already, but the guys that are there, I don't think you really have to worry about losing those guys to the portal. Like you said, if mm-hmm. you promote from within. Um, yeah, I mean, and I even I love that hire for Alabama, Kalen DeBoer, but right, you're seeing guys leave because that doesn't fit uh, what they wanted to do. So... It's going to be interesting to see what goes down uh, all over the place, not only at Michigan, but definitely with the Chargers. I know one thing, like Jim Harbaugh is going to fix the offensive line. He's going to fix the defensive line. I think he's going to be really good there. I think he's going to turn that thing around. How long do you think he stays, though? (laughs) You know, it's funny. I was just thinking the same thing before he goes to, like, Ohio State. Or just, like, calls it quick. Or Kalen DeBoer DeBoer gets fired at at, uh, Alabama, so Harbaugh goes there next. I mean, who knows? I I would love to see him stay there for a while. I'd love to see what we can get from Justin Herbert maximized as a quarterback. This is finally the opportunity where we can look around and say, you've got the head coach that works his magic on pretty much every quarterback he's come in contact with. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, like, he's the quarterback whisperer. And uh, he wins everywhere that he goes. I can't wait to see it just because he's going to such a tough division. He's going to the AFC. If I was a uh, head coach, I'd probably want to be in the NFC. You know, I'd want to go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I'd want to go to Carolina just because I think it's easier to win. But you I know mean, what, though? Harbaugh ain't a coward, damn it. No. He's going in, and he's going in right into the Lions' den, and he says, Ryan, yeah. I ain't scared. I'm going in. Well, the good thing for him is he knows what he's getting with his quarterback. That's right? true. Like, you know Justin Herbert's the real deal. If you're Ben Johnson and you take the Washington job, yeah, you get to pick who you want, Caleb mm-hmm. Williams, Drake May, but you've never seen them play at this level before. So, I, yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited for this, though. I... I think that this is the way to go if you're the Chargers, too, just because they've done the early hire. Brandon Staley, they probably hired him a year too early is what everybody mm-hmm. was saying, but it turns out that they just hired a guy that shouldn't have been a head coach, right? <laughs> We're and, starting to wonder whether he should be an even defensive coordinator anymore. No, I don't think that he should. I think that that's probably ah, – I don't even want to say it out loud. He'll, but, he'll, he'll probably get a job at some point doing yeah, in that. in Green but, Bay. <laughs> or Miami, it looks like. Because that's interesting well, what happened there. Fangio leaves after yeah. one year and uh, takes the job with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Great move by Nick Sirianni right there. But, yeah, back, back to Harbaugh and the Chargers, man. I definitely think that they're winning by next year. I think that he could win a Super Bowl in the next three years. I don't think that he goes there, though, and they're in the AFC Championship game or they're playing in the Super Bowl next year. I just – Cincinnati's probably going to be back with Joe Burrow healthy. We'll see if they're able to keep T. Higgins if they use the franchise tag. Um, but, man, I mean, Justin Herbert finally has a real coach. The thing that would also put give me 
give me pause uh, for that team just making a huge jump right away is that the Chiefs are going to be aggressive this offseason. Patrick Mahomes pissed off this year. And you know that organization's smart, and they're going to say, well, our franchise quarterback, we don't want him upset. Let's go get him some receivers in the draft, in free agency. Kansas City will be a better team next year. Uh, Denver, I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson, but Sean Payton is a good head coach and is going to get the most out of that team, whatever the case is. They're going to probably make some decisions this offseason that might be a little bit tough. The Raiders, on the other hand, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, I listen, I like Antonio Pierce, but Tom Telesco, are you kidding me? Like, what? Are, are, are we serious? I, the, yeah. I saw a tweet today where it was like, Antonio Pierce and Tom Telesco had never met at all until the interview for his job. It never works out well when the head coach is already hired and then they hire the general manager. I've seen it before. I've watched this movie. It never has a good ending. I think their thoughts right there, like making that hire, was just, hey, we know this guy's aggressive. This guy's going to spend a bunch of money. He's going to get the free agents that we want, and we have a bunch of money to spend, and we're an attraction. You know what I mean? Like For Vegas, it's more about the attraction. We want to fill the seats. That is true. We do want to compete. We want to be a playoff team. We want the playoff revenue. We would love to host one of these, but we know we're a couple years away. We have some talent talented players that people want to come out and see, like a Devontae Adams. Uh, and so let's try to get more guys in here through free agency. I, But, I, yeah, I mean, even as tough as the AFC West is because of the Chiefs, that's a good point, though, because the Broncos aren't re- ready to win next year, I don't think. I mean, Russell Wilson actually had his best year in three years, and Sean Payton still benched him down the stretch, you know? So I think that's going to take some time. I think the Raiders are going to take some time. And with the Chargers, you know, maybe there's – Maybe they kind of have to like rebuild on the fly just because they are $40 million over the cap. They have no cap money. So every move they make has to be through the draft. And luckily for them, they have a top-five pick. And it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Do they add another pass rusher? Do they go wide receiver? Malik Neighbors, like you said, mm-hmm. I think that would be mm-hmm. a great fit. I don't think there's a huge drop-off between him and Marvin Harrison. But like, also, where's, where's Marvin Harrison going to go now? If Chicago goes Caleb Williams number one, and Washington has to go quarterback. Yep. So it's either Jaden or it's Drake May. And let's say Jaden Daniels does end up going number two. Somebody's somebody's probably looking to move up then for Drake May. So maybe maybe Marvin Harrison dips. And by dips, I mean drops to like fourth or fifth. And then they can move up and, and get Marvin Harrison. Imagine Justin Herbert and Marvin Harrison. Because I agree, I mean, with what Brad Evans just said right there. Either Keenan Allen's going to have to take a pay cut or they're probably going to have to cut Keenan Allen or look to move on from Keenan Allen. And I don't think, if you're Keenan Allen, why the hell would you take a pay cut? You had a monster season, and Mm -hmm. you actually stayed healthy for 80% of it. Mike Williams is the guy that should have to take the pay cut or should be cut. Austin Eckler's gone, man. I thought Austin Eckler was going to be gone this year. He's not Horrible gonna, season. He's not going to take the franchise tag, and he's also a running back. I'm not paying a running back that's approaching 30 years old. And, uh, I mean, even 28 years old, Dalvin Cook. People were, like, ripping the Dalvin Cook thing in Minnesota, you know, and he, he didn't do anything this year until last week. So <laughs> He looked his best, yeah, with the Ravens. So uh, it's going to be awesome, though. I, I think this NFL draft is going to be chaotic. I really do. I think there's going to be teams trying to trade up for quarterbacks. We could have maybe seven wide receivers go in the first round, which would top a couple of years ago. The Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson, you'd go to all, the, all of those five wide receivers that were drafted. I cannot wait for the NFL draft, and I can't wait to see what the Chargers are going to do. I also can't wait to have Jeff Feinberg on at uh, 9 Eastern on the Chargers. That's going to be, I promise you now, that is something you definitely want to make sure you stick around for. All right, so we got some updated uh I really love these markets as we get closer and closer now to like the end of the playoffs just to kind of have an idea of where players are sitting uh most passing yards in the NFL playoffs right now Baker 
is sitting at 686 yards. See, what people forget with this is, like, guys can be eliminated but still end up leading the playoffs in whatever these categories are just because they put up big numbers. Baker had a monster game last week until that, you know, that interception when it was all done. Yeah. Jared Goff's minus 125. Patrick Mahomes is 2-1. to one. Uh, Brock Purdy's plus 450. He's sitting there with just 252 passing yards. Lamar's 30-1. to one. Like So, you know, you, you sit here and you look and go, I kind of feel like this is almost still going to be Baker when it's all said and done, unless Brock Purdy plays in good weather and they throw the hell out of the football, which is a possibility. The weather report's looking a little bit better than, of course, in the Super Bowl. If they're there, he can rack up some yards because they're going to be inside. Yeah, I kind of like the number for Purdy. I mean, I know he only had, only had 252 passing yards against Green Bay, but also uh, he just could not adjust to the wet ball. He didn't have mm. Debo. Debo gets knocked out of that game, so you got to take him out of the game plan. Uh, Green Bay matched up actually pretty well with Brandon Ayuk in that game. I thought Kittle was going to do even more, and he still had a huge game. Um, so I wouldn't hate the number with Purdy just because you're getting better than 4-1 to odds. With Lamar, man, I like the under in that game against KC. I took the under at 46. Mm-hmm. I still like it at 44.5. I think they're going to use his legs a lot. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. So I don't like his number. I think that's why that's priced as is. It's tempting, though, when you're giving me 2-1 to one with Pat Mahomes, even though mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to be able to do a whole lot in the throw game against that Baltimore secondary. I think Mahomes is going to have a big game with his legs, actually. By big game, I think he's going to go over 26 and a half rushing yards. Goff's interesting as well, though, in this matchup. I mean, Detroit's really good against the run, and they could get after the quarterback. And I know Jared Goff's really sensitive to pressure, but he's pretty damn good against the blitz. He's averaging over seven yards per completion against the blitz. So, you know, maybe that's that's a decent look, but it's price minus 125. So... If I'm going to play this market, it's probably going to be Pat Mahomes, which I'm like fighting with people on Instagram for the first time ever. And I'm not even like a Mahomes guy. I'm yeah. an Aaron Rodgers guy, but I always made the same argument but with why, Rodgers. Well, real quick, why yeah. would? What do you mean you're not an Aaron like a Mahomes guy? You're an Aaron Rodgers guy. Like they're they're not rivals. Well, or not, it's not like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, so in their prime. It's more I'm like fighting with like the Brady fanboys right oh, now, well. and, and I love Tom Brady, dude. I'm like I, I think Tom Brady is the goat. I think he's the most accomplished quarterback. But I don't think he's the most talented quarterback ever to play the game. I don't think he's more talented than Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that he can make the throws that Dan Marino could make. Like, Matthew Stafford is really talented. I'm not saying he's more talented than Brady. Maybe his arm strength, like his arm talent might be. Brady was a winner, though. Uh, You know, I mean, we talked about this last night. PJ and I did the first Super Bowl MVP that Tom Brady won. He had 155 passing yards and one touchdown. He always had a top 10 scoring defense. He had... You know, for the majority, mm-hmm. well, except for the Super Bowl run in, in Tampa Bay, he had the best head coach of all time, the greatest defensive-minded head coach. So um, I'm not, like, making excuses that, against the guy and saying he was a big fraud or a system quarterback. Brady was awesome. One of the best of all time. I just, like, if, if, if we're doing a fantasy draft, right, and you're building your team, are you taking Tom Brady over Pat Mahomes? You're talking about, like, a fantasy draft and these guys are in their prime. In their prime. Yeah, I'm taking Mahomes. Me too. So here's the thing, though. Your argument of Tom Brady being the most accomplished quarterback, but Mahomes being the more talented quarterback, kind of plays into the LeBron-Michael Jordan argument at the same time. But I've always said, like, I always have this argument, and it's not even an argument. Me and my dad always talk about this, right? Like, Jordan was the better scorer. Yes. I look at Jordan, and I compare him to Kobe. I look at LeBron. Well, Kobe made himself Jordan. Like, he modeled his game after him. LeBron is the better 
defender, especially mm-hmm. like towards the end of Jordan's career. I love him. He didn't well, give any effort. Well, Jordan the Jordan was a defensive player of the year. So I, I yeah, LeBron and his, LeBron when LeBron put in effort defensively, and he even has again, you know, this year. He's a very good defender. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him as a better defender over Michael Jordan, but I would say much better facilitator. I would say a much more complete player, a much more efficient player. You know, and on top of that, look at what he's done for this long in his career. I can't believe we even found ourselves going down this rabbit hole into this. But Scott, you're laughing, but like think about it. It's perfect. Also, he's a, he's a Chicago maker. guy. So, I'm, but like, but that's my thing is when people try to bring that up, if you're just say best versus most accomplished, most talented, like we just have this big blanket argument of like this guy's the best ever. Well. But in what way? Like, what makes him the best ever? Not just, he won six championships or he won seven Super Bowls. There's more to it than that. Yeah. The ring talk's dumb, though. I mean, Mahomes has one more playoff win through seven seasons than Tom Brady. I mean, he, he's six already in playoff wins, and he's only 28 years old. Yeah, but he's got to win more Super Bowls. That's going, going to be used to. against him. He might win one in two weeks. Which, again, it's a team sport. It's stupid. It should be much more than that, but whatever. It's a reason why it's an argument that will never actually be solved. It's Pet MGM yeah. the night.